0: Swim check one two, bike check one two, run check one two. I think we're ready. Let's try this. Welcome to the Try Beginner's Luck podcast, a podcast where we explore the sport of triathlon from a variety of perspectives to help beginner triathletes on their journey. I am your host, Mashonda Shines. Well, Welcome back to another edition of Try Beginner's Luck. You know, I think every time I start, I say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have this person. But no, today I'm still so excited to have this guest that I have uh, with me today. I view her as triathlon royalty, you know, just someone who is just gracious. She's a queen. And uh, for women, especially, she's one of the leaders in this industry. And for Black women, she's definitely a forerunner. And I am so excited to have none other than Queen Colonel Yvonne Spencer, known as Von from Fast Chicks. She is an active duty uh, Air Force officer. She's not only an athlete, which we see her out here in social media, like killing it every single day, but she's a coach, she's an influencer. She is the CEO and founder of Fast Chicks Triathlon Group. And she's here with us today on Try Beginner's
1: Luck. Go ahead,
0: let's give it up for Miss
1: Yvonne Spencer. Hello. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. <laughs> I'm I'm actually I'm definitely thrilled to, to, to be here and have an opportunity to share some of my experiences and lessons learned and you know, talk story. That's one of my favorite things to do.
0: Listen, we're gonna get into the nitty-gritty of all this uh, because you have a great story, and I want to be able to share it. Uh, but most importantly, I just want to know. I-, I want to get into your backstory. Like, I know you were a high school athlete, and you went on to uh, be a collegiate athlete. And in high school, you did softball, and um, and you were a cheerleader. Come on, <laughs> I can see you out there cheering. Go! Let's do it. And then uh, in high school, I mean, and in college you played rugby and was a two-time all-American. Like you, let's talk about your high school and college athletic experience, because I know that played into you going into uh, being a triathlete, but let's talk about that. Tell us about your experiences in high school and college. I think,
1: I, I don't know that it definitely lent itself to what I ended up doing, which is which is triathlon. So in in high school, yes, I was you know cheerleader, rah rah rah, varsity. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, and I did play. So here's this is like classified information. Ooh. So I did play softball, but I was not any good. <laughs> Who would have known? Who would have known unless you would have said it? We would have thought you okay. we were like an all-star, come on. I, I didn't think I was any good, but there were two things that were going for me. Number one, our the coaches for softball were also the instructors for our junior ROTC program, which I was a part of. Okay. And I was uh, a commander and a leader in the junior ROTC program, Reserve Officer Training Corps, Air Force version. And they saw something in me. And probably starting in my sophomore year, they were prepping me for one of the military academies. And part of your packaging, when you apply for a military academy is that they're looking for the well-rounded individual. They're looking for grades, they're looking for athleticism, they're looking for leadership, all those things. And I think in their, in their mind, this was part of their plot and scheme was to, hey, we'll, we'll bring her on the softball team, you know, get her a letter. And uh, <laughs> I was doing the same thing with softball team that, that I do right now with Fast Chicks. And that was just influencing, motivating, leading, encouraging others, um, finding a way to uh, bring a little smile whenever maybe the team lost, but just keeping things together. And that was one of the things that... Um, I believe I brought to the team and that's what they saw. So they, they kept me on the team. You know, I wasn't that bad, but I wasn't that great either.
0: (laughs) See, you don't see the similarities of how your previous experience lent themselves to triathlon, but think about it. If you hadn't have been on that softball team, how could you be as good of a leader and influencer as you are with fast chicks?
1: You're right. You're right. It, it. It's it's all coming together to, it's all coming together now. (laughs) See,
0: you can't see the greatness that others can see. And so for me, when I'm looking at your story and listening to you talk, you know, I see the bigger picture and how this has evolved. Like those um, awesome leaders from your high school who saw that in you, now you're able to transfer that to this amazing group of women that you have a national organization that you started in 2015 that has well over than 600 women a part of it right now. That's no small feat. That's six years. Okay. I didn't,
1: I'm didn't. i not a math major, but I just want to make sure. 2015 to 2020. I, I never, I'm an engineer, but I never do math in public. Listen, ever, 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 ever.
0: That's six years. So a hundred ladies a year coming again, you know, and you probably have more than that, you know, that follow you and are inspired by you that to me shows that yes, your high school experience is playing a major role in what you're doing today. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I, as of this year in 2021 have become a fast chicks, you know, I'm not as active as people are on social media because I'm, you know, I'm so socially media challenged. (laughs) but I love the vibe, you know, and women want a community and you do community right. Like there are many people who have triathlon organizations, but I believe, and I'm looking from the outside and being in this industry or being in, an athlete in this industry for seven years now, you do it right and it's fun. And women want to continue to come and you make it interesting and you're always providing information. So I think I just went on a whole tangent, like <laughs> a whole bond tangent of like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm a fangirl, Shut up. I mean, okay, I am, I admit, I am a fan because I mean, think about it. I don't get an opportunity to see or to talk to triathlon royalty every day. And you've been such an influencer in, um, just watching you in, in my life, uh, like getting an opportunity to work with you with endurance exchange. That was so major. That was, that was fun.
1: That was a lot of fun.
0: I said, Oh my gosh. I just felt so honored. So anyway, for those of you who are listening and you're like, oh my gosh, well, she stopped talking and shut up. I won't until this is over, but I will (laughs) let Vaughn talk because she's the reason why we're here. So Vaughn, back to our experiences. You do community right. And I said that a few minutes ago. And again, we've noticed that your high school experiences have come. Let's talk about your start in triathlon. You were doing triathlons when they weren't hot. Oh well, yeah. I, okay.
1: I I don't want to do the numbers. I'm not not going to do the math in public. But uh, yeah, for a minute. And um, the way I got started was, uh, as my mom would say, "You you and your big mouth." <laughs> Come on, big mouths unite! Everybody who has a big mouth is listening to this. Put your hands up. Yeah, let me tell you. So I was training with a friend. Uh, we were training for the Air Force Marathon, and. You've done long runs with friends. It's run talk, right? So what goes on the run stays on the run. We don't we don't bring it anywhere else. Well, he was telling me about how he was training for the Columbia Triathlon, and I said, "Oh, well, that that sounds like something I might want to do." You know, I've always you know you just say, "Oh, I've always been interested in that," mm-hmm. and I probably really wasn't. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so after we do the, the marathon, we get back to the office. And he comes in during lunch and he said, hey, let's go. And I said, well, where where are we going? (laughs) We're going to go get you a bike. Well, what do I need a bike for? You need a bike so you could train for the triathlon. And I just, and he looked at me like, okay, are you going or not? I was like, okay. So (laughs) the next thing I know, I'm I'm going, I'm buying a a road bike. Cannondale, loved it. Getting a road bike. He set up a training plan for us we, we hit the pool. I didn't really know how to swim. I was just, you know, flailing around, but you know, I had a little bit of coaching going on and, um, we, we got ready. We got ready for Columbia triathlon and I picked it because that's my hometown. That's where I went to high school. So family is there. One of my best friends came in. She was going to watch me. This is my first triathlon. I'm all excited. I had done the training. I had put in the work, Yeah. but that, didn't prepare me for the open water with (laughs) the cold, open water, the murky open water, the the stringly things that were on you. And I could not get it together. So I doggy paddle my happy little ass over to the kayak. (laughs) The kayak took me back to the, you know, to the start point and I, I stopped off because I was mad. I was, you know, upset. I grabbed my bike and I went home and, you know, threw a tantrum, like I, I said, like a four-year-old. And what do four-year-olds do after they throw a tantrum? They take a nap. So I took a nap, got my mind right, and uh, ended up registering for another triathlon, which I did complete. But the first one was a non-starter, if you will. Um, and it was, it was. Uh, I think it was more of a stroke to my ego than than anything else. Um, but then also just thinking about the sacrifices. Hey, I've done this work, and I just couldn't get it together on that day. Uh, mm. But the next time, I was ready to go. I I literally kissed the ground when I got out of the swim, um, and uh, they told me, "Well, you have two more events to go." I was like, "I don't even really care about those other events because this <laughs> is the one that I needed to conquer." So. So folks out there, I have been there. (laughs) I have been there and it is scary and it is stressful and it makes you anxious, but you can do this. Yes. I would have
0: to say that swimming in the open water for the first time can definitely be intimidating. Yes. It is intimidating and you did the right thing for you at that time, which was to stop paddle on over to that, you know, that, uh, what do we call it? The little, the kayak, place, the kayaks and reset, because reset. think about it, If you didn't reset, where would you be today? Cause you could have easily quit and gave up, but you decided to move forward. And so for those of you who are listening to this, who have had a similar experience, uh, as Colonel Yvonne, it's okay. Get back in the game, get back in the water and keep swimming. You know, I, I'm one of those people who, for me, it's the bike. We all have something that is a hindrance, you know, in this sport, not everyone is good at all three. Well, some people, but we all have a little something. And so look, you did the swim and now you've gone on to do how many triathlons is it? Oh,
1: I, well, I've done eight fulls, mm-hmm. um, um, full, uh, full distance, 140.6. And now let's stop oh right gosh. there for a second.
0: So you went from not finishing the swim to now doing over or at least eight full triathlons. Yes. Eight full. So that means you have went from not even finishing 750 meters to doing over 2.4 miles of swimming. Yes. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we can stop this interview right here. I mean, <laughs> that's overcoming right there. Like you didn't stop, but you've pers- You've persevered and overcame and now you're out here helping other women and other athletes. I should say in general, it's not about women. Um, Although we do run the world and we make things (laughs) better. Um, But, you know, it's so cool. Like, because the swimming is the barrier that most people get hung up on. I can't swim.
1: Especially if you didn't grow up swimming. Um, You know, we we had a pool in my neighborhood, but what I was doing in that pool was not swimming. We were just playing. You know, I was not doing laps. I did not have an official swim coach uh, with a little swim club, none of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so learning it as, as an adult is, you know, it's it's no small feat. We had to take yes. a basic swimming class at the Air Force Academy, mm-hmm. um, but that was mainly survival swimming. swimming. <laughs> and sometimes that's what I'm doing at a triathlon. I'll be honest, it is survival. Um, but yeah, just just going through the, the iterations and working on those things that I was not good at um, and just continuing to move forward.
0: So working on the things that you weren't good at, we're talking, well, this uh, podcast is really to help influence beginners, those who are try curious. So how would you tell someone in fast chicks community, how to persevere past working what they're at, what they're not good at?
1: I would tell them that it takes a village to raise a triathlete. Come on. So, <laughs> so you, you need to build, and this is uh, this is my template for what I do because I've, I've moved in the Air Force 14 times. Mm-hmm. And this is the template that I use to make sure that I build up the network that I need to support my habit, which is triathlon. Mm-hmm. Um, finding a local YMCA or a local community rec center that has lessons. You know, even if you're in there with the babies, you need lessons on just the basics of how to breathe, how your body will naturally float, um, how to, you know, move your your body through the water. Um, Find a local tri-club. Not every place has a tri-club, but if they do, link up. And even if you don't get along with the people there, you don't feel like you belong. First of all, you do belong, but if, if they're not as welcoming as you would like them to be, I would give it a little bit more time because you're new, you know new to the group, but if it still doesn't work for you, I would take whatever gear, equipment, discounts, uh, connections <laughs> that that tri-group gives you yes. and move forward. You know, and the same with, with cycling, plenty of cycling groups out there. Um, that you can link up with and especially geared towards those that are new. Um, you move through that and then running, you can do it on your own, but there's plenty of run groups. Uh, but what you have to remember is that triathlon is a lonely sport because it's individual. So no one is out there swimming right beside you. Uh, no one is out there riding beside you and no one is out there running beside you. You're moving on your own will, your own motor. And so, Maybe relish in that uh, individualism or that loneliness a little bit, uh, but at the same time, you know, build that network around you. Um, Yeah, I've never felt more lonely doing
0: triathlons until this year. And this was, we're not even thinking about the pandemic that we are sort of kind of still in but when you're training for longer distances, you realize you can't really train as much with a group. Like you can be a part of a group and not train as much as a group. And so to let people know that triathlon is a lonely sport, I think is important, mm-hmm. but I also want to hit on, you know, your recipe for success. When you move to a new city, when I, you know, was reading your uh, questionnaire and I saw that you've transferred and um that you've lived in 14 different places, that means you have to pick up well, you have to transition quote unquote well. Um, I was just impressed because that means every time you go somewhere, you're starting from ground zero. And that makes me think that's why you're so great at building a community because you had to pick up and find community everywhere Mm -hmm. you've gone. So what are some of the things that, um, that you have to do to kind of create that resiliency and work, quote unquote, you said balance, but then you have an imbalance in the parentheses, mm-hmm. like how do you move and structure that so that you can build a community? Because a lot of people are transplants to new cities and and if they don't have that um, community or feel welcomed in that one community, how can they be a part of both uh, their local community as well as a national community like Fast Chicks?
1: I think that the, the age of the social media is bringing us closer together. Um, I use that a lot as it became a little bit more popular, but here's three things that I Google before I'm about to go to another assignment. First of all, the demographics. <laughs> Typically, my Air Force bases are in communities that are not, uh, that minorities are underrepresented. We'll just put it like that. So I like to see what I'm what I'm working with, what I'm dealing with. Uh, second, African American hair, because that's really really important, <laughs> it, you know. Um, and and then the third, um, I will look up triathlon groups, cycling clubs, um, and before I even arrive, I will begin to reach out via uh, messenger, emails, etc. To these groups and find out, okay where you all meet, what's your program like and et cetera. What do you do do with newbies? Just start answering questions. And 99% of the time I get a very favorable response. Mm. Um, Even when I moved out to Montana, the area I was in had less than 3% African-Americans. I linked up with a cycling group and we did a two day overnight ride it was called the double divide just out in the sticks of montana wow i was the only african american but folks welcomed me you know with with open arms it, and i just felt like i was a part of that community and so i continued to do rides with them and linked up with them and even if it wasn't the whole group there were a couple people that that roll in so i think you know part of my recipe occurred because of the community, because of my profession, because I'm in the military. Um, We are trained to accept people for who they are and what they bring to the fight versus what they're wrapped in. Now, yes, the military has their issues with, with diversity, inclusion, you name it. But at the heart of it, it's folks working together regardless of how you're packaged moving forward. And so whenever I go to another location, I remove my packaging, essentially, you know, I stay who I am, but just because they, they look over to me with, you know, disdain, it may not have anything to do with my color. Maybe they just don't like, maybe I made a comment that they just don't like, or maybe they're having a bad day, you know? So I, I just, I just jump right in and, um, you know, create that network just by reaching out in advance. And then when I show up, I'm, I'm friendly. I want to learn and et cetera. And I stay engaged. So. All right. We heard it here.
0: Unwrap yourself when you're coming into a new community. I think that's um, powerful. Uh, oftentimes we want to come and we want to bring all of our extra baggage, but clearly we need to unpack it. As you said, we,
1: we do. I mean, I if you're, it if this is your first or second time in a master swim or oh, swim yeah. lessons, and you're, you're feeling lonely and like you don't belong, well, no, you don't belong yet because you're new to the group. I mean, anytime you have new people, they gotta get to know you, you gotta get to know them, cool. you start chatting, you have some things in common, now you're building it up, but you can't go there and just stand in a corner and do your thing and not at least engage, you know? Or have the expectation that they need to come to me. Yeah, right, they don't always have to come to you. It, it, it's okay. Sometimes you just need to extend your hand. We're not doing that anymore in the COVID times, but mm-hmm. you need extend,
0: to extend, extend an elbow.
1: Your smile, your elbow, your eyes that says, hey, I'm, I'm welcoming, I really wanna learn. You know, I, I'll strike up a conversation someone will be wearing today. One of the guys I was swimming with, he was wearing a Redman tri-cap. And I was like, oh, that's Redman. That's in Oklahoma. Yeah, I did that race above. I lived there in such and such and such and such. And so you just you just start opening up a communication. Sometimes people are afraid or just don't know what to say. But if you open that door, whoo, and especially if you get them to talk about themselves and what they've done, so
0: okay, for for someone who's not as outgoing as you, okay, who is an introverted triathlete beginner, how would you suggest them opening up? Because not all like you are very outgoing and you're very confident, and I know that probably y- your confidence grew. You know, as you, it just grew. Like our confidence grows. We grow. You know, as we grow. So how would you suggest a newbie who's you know, introverted. How do they come into their own? Well, how do
1: introverts make friends?
0: Well, that's a good question because a lot of them may not
1: have friends. Oh, okay. Well, you know, all,
0: I'm just. I,
1: mean,
0: I don't even know how we're getting here.
1: Well, you but. know, it's interesting. I had a um, a mentor, senior leader in our community, um, two star general, so very high up, and she shared with us. She, she had a vulnerable moment. And she shared with us that she has to force herself Mm -hmm. to go outside of her office and say something to somebody. Um, So she, she literally put it on her calendar, go from behind your desk and say something to somebody. Wow. And it may drain you, it may, you know, make you feel like, Oh, I can't do this. But I mean, really, you only have to say one or two things to people to build a familiarity. You know, you notice it. And with women, girl, all I got to do is say, oh, I like those earrings. Where did you get those? We gonna have a whole conversation about where you shop, where you got them, and and you got the match. how much they cost. right, (laughs) Right, and how much they cost and where you can get it, bam. <laughs> with I when you with their what they're wearing, what they're that's I say, oh, that's a pretty lipstick. Oh, I like your hair, girl. You are wearing that today.
0: I feel like you're giving good dating tips too, just <laughs> for getting to know people. I'm gonna take all this in, right? You know, yes, I know this is a triathlon podcast, <laughs> but I feel like you know it can be, you know, multidimensional. I think across. it
1: translates. It, it translates definitely. absolutely. So it was, uh, Oh, go ahead. You know, I was just going to say a little compliment goes a long way. It does. Yep. It does. Yeah, your and, form uh, looks so good. How long have you been swimming? Yeah, that's,
0: that's, that's simple that's it. things. It's, it's so simple, yet so complex. Right. Right. And it, what comes so easy for others is so difficult for some. And again, mm-hmm. that's just what makes the world go, go around. And we don't want to have the quote unquote anti-social triathlete because. well, I mean, And
1: that's, that's what I've done. And, and that's why I love my fast chicks because we, we find those that, you know, are the introverts, are they, you know, we're, we're at a transition area and there's people that are looking over because we'll get together, we'll pray, we're loud, we're singing, we're taking pictures. And you'd notice people just looking as if, man, I wanna, be, I wanna be a part of that. Like, oh, I wanna go over there. And so I'll just go over and just strike up a conversation.
0: Well, I mean, I feel like I'm the anti-social triathlete in fast chicks who's going to come talk to me.
1: <laughs> we will talk to you, darling.
0: <laughs> well, technically, maybe I should just post in the group. That would be the easy answer. Mashauna, just say hey to everybody. <laughs> Bam, I got my assignment. There you go. Oh, I tell you. I, and I think that's what, so um, we as triathletes, we have at our core, it is community. Yes. And, you know, <clears throat> when we find that community that's just right, we truly can thrive. I want you to talk about maybe some of the women in Fast Chicks who, you saw them blossom
1: once they joined Fast Chicks. Um, there, there's been a couple that they're, they're, they're coming to light now as we've got new uh, trap weeks that are here. Um, A couple to come to mind, uh, Kimberly, I won't use last names, (laughs) but she's, she's new to the sport. Uh, We, we found her out there whenever she was doing a duathlon, we encouraged her, we kept her moving. We said, girl, don't you get off that bike. Um, And struck up a conversation and I invited her, you know, to the page. And now she's sharing, you know, her, her accomplishments and she's about to do her first triathlon on Sunday. And I will be there, you know, be there to encourage and keep it keep it moving. Those are the things that we like that we like to see. Um, There are a number of others Camille, you know, Camille has been my my right hand gal, but now she's blossomed into um, the race director role. I was gonna say
0: is she from Maryland, the Maryland? um...
1: No, 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 no. This is Camille uh, Batiste. She's out in Texas. Texas, okay, yeah. so she started putting on duathlons, splash and dash in Austin, Texas. Just really, Mm. you know, embracing the sport and trying to bring something, like you said, to the community. During a time where everyone is going their own separate ways, she's starting to build her brand of races. I love it. In an area that that needed one. So, you know, I've seen, seen her blossom and she's very engaging, very outgoing um, as well. So this just fits into her niche. Um, I love it. You know, when people can find their,
0: um, their secret sauce, they are unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And, uh, for so many, you don't know what your, what your secret sauce is until you try pun intended. (laughs) So I I just want to encourage you Um, find community, you know, Yvonne is representing our community influencer, our community builder, and she has built this amazing network of women across the United States, or I would say probably national. well, uh, globally, Um, and if you need something, reach out to her, like she's offering assistance to help get you engaged, so, uh, and I'm sure she has connections based off of her um, experience and expertise that if you're not a female, she can connect you with male groups or if there are any male groups or just general triathlon groups that you can be a part of. What would you say um, is one of the catalyst for you now as you have seen some of the dynamic shift in the country where you want to take Fast Chicks?
1: I wanna continue the, the community that we have, uh, make it even larger, uh, build a larger network of the coaches and the experts that we have that are within Fast Chicks. Because I believe that that is key. As we're spread out around the, the US and even some overseas, you know, folks will pop up and say, hey, who's in this area? Well, here, here here's your crew. Here's your ready-made Fast Chicks fam. Link up with them and get back to us. <laughs> Good. You know, we just had someone that popped on the page yesterday and, and she's in Charlotte. I was like, okay, do you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm tagging, you know, making sure. And then those ladies are responding back. Um, yeah. In the future, I want to put on races specifically focused on the beginner triathlete. So they would be pool swims, short bike, and a run. And there would be a a training group or training plan associated with it to to strengthen your community. And then when you get to that end goal, now your family is around you as you do something huge. But I also want you to give back. I don't want it to be a one and done. I want to create a community and such you want to keep coming back because that's what triathlon did to me. I wanted to keep coming back. I made friends. I traveled. I traveled. Expanded myself in what I thought I could do, both physically and mentally, um, and that was my drive.
0: I have so many questions to follow up to that. Like that just has me like, oh my <laughs> god, 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 oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, I, I'm going to try to figure this out in my head and sort it out. But I want to go back to uh, you mentioned something about uh, training plans. Does Fast Chicks have a training plan that they help assist the beginners or just the team with right now? Like if somebody was coming to be a part of Fast Chicks, will you have a is there like a universal training plan that people can follow?
1: We do have one. Um, and it's a it's a couch to sprint training plan. Um, it's a 12 week plan. I provided it during we did a a virtual uh, beginners tri clinic which was, which, which I think was fairly successful considering that we were, you know, in the, the pandemic and the, the questions were great. And it was an open forum where the ladies were just asking, Hey, I just didn't know, you know, I, I didn't know I was not supposed to wear underwear under my tri shorts or wow. my bike shorts. I mean, just little things that you don't think to ask about. Um, and so we do have that plan, but then also realize that everyone is individual and in where they start and, and uh, you know, what they're aiming for. I love it. I,
0: um, when I heard about your uh, beginning, your beginner triathlete uh, triathlon, I'm like, OM Google, if that was around when I started triathlons, I might not have just done one per year. Well, I did one per year because I couldn't afford it. But in real life, like you just be like, "Who this was so hard. But bringing them in gently and easily before they get yes. taken on by Thank the wolves. You can so... do this. Come on. Yeah. Right. That is so brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep going back to my first triathlon experience and, um, i remember being in philadelphia which i often call Philadelphia, and was just like how in the "Mm, do people do this you know because you you don't um it just it seemed insurmountable and i finished but i barely finished but i kept going uh because something happened when you cross that finish line and finishing a goal that you've set out to do. And a lot of times people are doing it because they're now these new age group goals or their bucket list that you want to accomplish. And uh, I, I I don't even know where I'm going with this. I just feel like I had a brain freeze and it's okay because, <laughs> you know, that's what happens, so let's wrap it back up, Mashonda. Come on, girlfriend. I tell you, you know, it happens like that when you're out there riding on the bike. You'll get out there and you'll be in la-la land before yeah. you know it. But bucket list goes, right? You have these yeah. goals that you want to accomplish. And you mentioned something to me about triathlons being addictive. And that happened to me. Even though I only did one a year, I became addicted to the vibe that it provided. Mm-hmm. Tell me about why uh, triathlons are addicted addictive to you
1: for me the training is addictive Ooh, the, let's the talk training, about that let's let's talk the, about that yes the the discipline the schedule and again military background regimented I, I like to know what I'm going to be doing day to day so I know you know Mondays is swim run Tuesdays is you know bike run it I like the regiment of a training program. I have a coach, he pops it up on the training peaks and I just look on, I'm like, okay, you know, that's what I need to do. And I trust that my coach has the background and has a strategy to get me across that finish line in the goal that I've set, or at least make sure I get it there safely. Cause sometimes I sabotage myself, but um, that's the addictive part. And then getting to, the race, the excitement, seeing my people. Uh, we are so ready for Rev3 Multisport next weekend that we are just like, giddy with excitement because there'll be 60 or so, uh, I think it's almost 70 fast chicks that will just uh, fall upon the Williamsburg area for this this race. And the sistership, being with my girls, and we got a couple of fast dudes, I call them groupies, but- um, <laughs> You know, guys that say, hey, if you guys are racing, I want to be there because y'all are just fun. Uh, bring, bringing the energy, bringing that all along. So that's that's the addiction. And and I'm also addicted to uh, challenging myself. And that was really some of how Fast Chicks was born out of I wanted to be better tomorrow than I was today. And I wanted a community of people that wanted to be better, not just finished, not that there's anything wrong with it, but you want to finish in the best time, the best shape, feeling great about what you've accomplished. Yeah. Um, and, and that takes work, that takes commitment, um, that takes dedication and sacrifice.
0: Uh, yeah, let's also talk about how, um, not only is it an addictive, but FOMO. So for those of you who do not know, <laughs> Rev three. So Rev three Williamsburg is going to be on June 26th and 27th. This podcast will have not yet been published by then, but for those of you uh, who are listening to this, Rev three is a, um, I would say a regional triathlon company. And Mm -hmm. the way you guys have been pubbing this uh, Williamsburg event so much. I was out there looking for hotels myself on how to get down there. And I'm not even racing. I said, well, what I could do is use it as a training weekend and go down there and be cheer squad. And so I think I might've gotten a room secure so I can go out there. But listen, triathlons are not only addictive, but you will start having FOMO, fear of missing out. And you will want to be there because you want to be able to not only participate, but support. Switching it on, you can't always participate, but let's talk about the support aspect of it and how teammates should support other athletes on the team.
1: That's, that's key. We talked about how triathlon is a, a lonely sport, but when you have people out there that are supporting you, the last time we were at Rev3, we had about 40 women that were there and we stayed till the end, till the last individual crossed the finish line. Mm -hmm. Uh, Last individual in the entire race because that's what they do at Rev Three. When someone is last, you know, they wait for the last individual and they just bring everyone that's there to cheer that person in. Mm -hmm. And we were a part of that, but we also had to go out on the course and get some of our girls. Mm
0: -hmm. So,
1: (laughs) because it's a military mantra: no, leave no man behind, leave no airman behind. (laughs) Period. So. We go out there and get, and that is, I mean, when you have someone that is gonna come back and get you and talk you through when you're just having the worst day, uh, it, it makes a difference. It really does. I've had those same days. I, you know, I would fall behind on nutrition, but one of my good girlfriends, Mag, she would be on the bike and she'd be like, it, it was almost one of those Snickers commercials. You know, She said, you need to eat something you're okay, just eat something, <laughs> you know, cause I, I started to get really down on myself yeah. and I ate and I felt better, you know, so just having someone out there in support and women, we love that community. We love that village. And that's what I reinforced to my fast chicks at all times, even on the course, we're cheering for everybody don't okay, care who you are, you know, we're, we're pumping you up. We're saying, Hey, you, you go girl. Or, Hey man, let's do this. And, and, and et cetera. Just, you know, keeping, keeping the momentum going. And it, it just, it, it gives you a little speed, I think. <laughs> Cause fast, just fast, fast
0: chicks is a whole vibe. Like, yeah, there you know, you, go. <laughs> you know, when you have somebody out there cheering for you on the course, it does do a little something to your momentum. You're like, I can go a little harder. I can go a little faster. I can do it. I mean, you may slow up like five or six seconds down the road, but then you'll pick it back up when the next group of people are cheering for you. So I think it's so important to cheer uh, and just be cheer squad. I feel like I am the cheerleader on the course, always cheering people along and they probably hate talking to me, but I'm like, I see you two, four, five, you better work work it. You can do it i um, sorry for those who think that was an annoying voice. That was my quote unquote cheerleading voice that I know Yvonne is like, no, you need to do it a little deeper. Come on, let's make <laughs> just, it happen. <laughs> just don't
1: say you're almost there. Oh, There's there certain certain phrases Ooh. that do not go together. Do you want to try a lot? <laughs>
0: And almost there, and then you got like five miles to go. That's right, like almost right. there.
1: When, when I'm on cheer squad, I will say, "You're not almost there. Keep moving. Let's go." You know.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Look back
1: And you know, make them chuckle because they're like, "Well, she's right. Well, she's I'm right. Not almost there. that better keep going." <laughs> ah, that
0: is so good. And speaking of almost there and not saying that, let's talk about something else you mentioned that was key in the self sabotaging. Um, I, uh, don't know if I can confirm or deny I do that, but, uh, let's talk about how self-sabotaging is not good and how you can lean on your community to get you out of that.
1: It's called accountability partners. Mm -hmm. Tell Um, the people
0: what accountability partners are. (laughs) Accountability.
1: This is what Mm -hmm. happens. Uh, And it happens on the fast chicks page a lot where someone will say, I want to do X, Y, Z. I want to run this this 5k, I need help. And as their training goes along, you know, you start to see their posts maybe dwindle. And so we'll, we'll check in, we'll say, Hey, Machana, how, how's that training going? You said you were going to do X. What was, what's going on there? And it's, it may seem like bullying or we're calling you out, but You know, in my mind, no, we're here to help you. So if there's something that you said you were going to do, um, the excitement leaves you once you start up that training. And so accountability is someone that reminds you of what you said you were going to commit to doing. Um, So, yeah, having an accountability partner out there is key um, because we can do a lot of things. We can we can stay up late. We could go to. Oh, you can't hear me
0: you know what, this interview must be really good that we have this type of opposition. (laughs) So I didn't hear anything that you said that you just said, and I know it was probably bomb. But you know what? I want to speak to this. I want to speak to what just happened and how, you know, I am literally trying beginner's luck with trying this podcast and literally fighting different types of adverse situations and literally while we're sitting here talking the sound just goes out and i believe in triathlons and what i'm learning is that we have to learn how to transition well and not allow the things that happen and can go wrong that will go wrong affect us so
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) we just had a sound issue that i didn't touch it just cut out all of a sudden and everything is quote unquote USB cord and I'm not doing anything and that's going to happen so those of you who are listening to this podcast who are trying things out for the first time things are going to happen that you can't control but how do you maximize the moment and that's what we're going to do here because we're not going to let technical issues stop this show (laughs) <laughs> so let's transition well. So, tell us what you were telling us previously.
1: Accountability partner mm-hmm. is key. That is the individual that you ask to help you stay true to what you said you were going to do. Mm-hmm. So, if if I said, "Hey, I'm going to run a 5K uh, every day," then my accountability partner checks in on me if I have not uh shown proof of life or <laughs> proof of run that they've seen it and it's not so much of a uh, some p- folks may say oh that's kind of bullying because there'll be times where people will say they want to do something and then we haven't heard from them in a while and so you know we'll, we'll pop up on a post hey majana what's what's going on how how you doing on that 5k a day um so folks will see that as bullying but i see it as having someone that, that holds you accountable to what you said you were going to do. Cause sometimes you just need that little extra help. Yeah. Um, that incentive.
0: I have accountability partners for a couple of different areas of my life. Um, and I find it valuable and sometimes it can be annoying because it it's hear that very voice. annoying. You're like,
1: oh, shut <laughs> up! I know what I said. I know what I freaking said. I, have I don't want to remember. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they also help you, b- I know mine are, are, you know, hardcore and they will uh, take my little excuses and just crumble them up and throw them away. Yeah. You know, um,
0: I tell you another thing you said that I thought was cool. And for those of you, and I don't think I mentioned this in the opening, but you are a USA triathlon certified level one coach. yes. Yes. And you mentioned that you have a coach now the coach to have a coach. All hands down to you because a lot of coaches don't
1: feel like they need coaching. Oh yeah, I need a coach. Yeah, I, I that is one of the the things that I look for is that I wanted my coach to have a coach.
0: <laughs> That's good. And and
1: I'm finding that um, you know even when it's not just for me, I'm fi- as a coach now, I'm understanding more of what my coach went through in coaching me. <laughs> what you say huh I so, oh, wasn't that perfect so I answer? I called him and I said I'm so sorry but <laughs> my, my coach and I have been together for oh my gosh he's family it's like six or seven years and um I think a couple years ago I told him I said we can't never break up like we go together he's like yes my wife understands I was like okay just so you know <laughs> but um he has talked me off the ledge. He has, you know, brought me back to reality when I said, oh, I want to, I want to, you know, do an Ironman. I want to qualify for Boston. I want to do all that. He's like, okay, all right, let's slow down. Let's take a minute and let's think about, you know what we're really trying to do. Um, and so you need that in your life. And now me as a coach, I, I l- I've learned something from him and I'm learning even more about myself Um, And I'm learning from my athletes as well. Um, I'm learning that coaching is not just the physical piece of plotting out the plan and monitoring the fatigue and making sure that the volume is right and and you've got the taper and et cetera, but then it's also that mental piece, the the headspace of where my athlete is, uh, the physical part that doesn't have to do with fitness, but how was your sleep? what stressors are going on in your life. Mm -hmm. I I don't need to know all the details, but I need to know why your training peaks is red all week. Like what is going on? So I'll send a text message to my to my athletes. Hey, checking in. You good? What's what's going on? Um, So it's I I feel like I'm a psychiatrist at times where I probably need a little training in that. But during pandemic that's been a larger piece than the physical aspect is the mental.
0: Yeah. I would have to agree with you in terms of, I mean, not that I'm a USA tri certified (laughs) level anything coach, but um, I think about how I am with my coach and how the emotions and the mental part of it, you really have to have all of it because it does affect your physical output and what you're able to contribute. And yeah, you guys are our psychologists, you know, you guys are our everything. And so kudos to all those who are coaches and coaches who have coaches, because I believe that makes you better coaches. It's a lot of coaches in this. Well, I, I've
1: I've also had to turn off the, uh, the kernel switch mm. (laughs) because that tends to be a little bit more on the, um, uh. I, you know, this is what I told you to do. This is what I need you to do. And why didn't you do it? Mm. (laughs) That doesn't work well in all situations. Sometimes you need that tough love, you know, no, we need to push through this, this bike, because you said you want to do X, Y, Z, and we're going to do this. And your chart showed me that you are more than capable of doing it. You got to get out of your own head. And then sometimes I have to go to the Vaughn side and be a little bit more Softer, so I'm I'm finding the right meld, (laughs) but every athlete is different. Yeah, every athlete is different. So there really is no cookie cutter approach to coaching.
0: Don't let anyone
1: tell you that there is. It's not one size fits all.
0: Hashtag facts. Hashtag that is a new hashtag. You should do. There is no. What did you say? No cookie cutter. No coaching. No no cookie Cookie cutter cutter to to coaching. Mm hmm. Yeah, I would agree. I would totally agree because no athlete, no two athletes are alike. And so you definitely have to be um, very specific. And so for those of you who are listening to this amazing new podcast for beginners, mm -hmm, or just for the athlete who wants to hear us have a good time, um, (laughs) I think it's get a coach. Getting a coach will change your life, but also get involved in community you aren't, we aren't meant to do life alone. And so the more that you're engaged in a community and you have a coach, the better you will see yourself, the better you will get. And the more you will be able to encourage others because you're having fun. If you're well-trained, if you're well-trained, you're not on the course looking miserable and grumpy when people are coming by, you'll have a smile on your face (laughs) or, you know a more pleasant, you know, look on your face when people are running by because you are well-trained and you have community and then people will cheer you on. I love when I see signs out there for people. And, you know, I just want to encourage you find your tribe, you know, if fast chicks may not be for you, but find a tribe that is for you and you will see that this sport will be so addictive to you and you will have FOMO and register for things that you didn't even think you were going to register for at the last minute because you want to be with your friends and your tri family. You know, when you try together, you, they do become your family and because you, you, you bond in the struggle. And I'm quite sure Vine, you've met some of your best friends doing triathlon. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Even if they're not doing them anymore, that's how we, you know, initially connected, um, had that ground and then just, you know, it grew out of there. Into some really strong friendships. Wow! So we've come to the part of our uh,
0: podcast where Uh-oh. I get to ask you some. Fun.
1: I feel like this is going to be one of those thinking questions. So let me get my mind right. <clears throat> I mean, may not be thinking,
0: but I want you to think quickly and okay. answer quickly because they're uh-huh. they're rapid fire questions that I think that are uh, <laughs> you know gives people the opportunity to get to know you a little okay. bit better. All right, okay. Let's go for it. So first question, speed work or long runs? Speed work. Oh, let's talk about that. Why speed work?
1: <laughs> because that gets you, that gets your, your mental and you're physically able to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. <sighs> when you go low, when you go long, slow distance, you're just chilling. You're not uncomfortable. You're talking You're chatting, you know, you're looking at the birds, you're looking at the bees, Uh, but when you're doing your speed work, you are working and you're pushing your body to that next level. Speed work doesn't have to be long, um, but you, you start to feel that discomfort that you will inevitably feel during any type of triathlon event. (laughs) <laughs> at some points <laughs> okay
0: that's, that's good I was like frowning my face like oh she has to come with that I answer. mean it doesn't good have to answer. be every
1: day once a week you need, to, <laughs> you need to push it a little bit you need to feel feel them glutes kicking in feel a little
0: lactic acid build up listen I'm here for all the lactic acid okay so treadmill or outside outside mm, okay Ooh. uh favorite artist M- music artist yeah favorite music artist
1: Oh, um, who do I listen to all the Mary J. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I know this next one because you 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 asked for it quite often. Your favorite song?
1: Oh, level up.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so we were at an event. Uh, we were at the um, Armed Forces uh, Cycling Classic, and uh, you, you mind, you there? uh Oh, did you mind get frozen? Vaughn, are you there? I'm here. Okay. Oh, Father.
1: <laughs> okay. You're back. Okay. <laughs> As you were laughing at me with the.
0: <laughs> this is unreal. Like, seriously, this must be a, a powerful Zoom situation. <sighs>
1: I think so. It's too, mu- we too much. We are too together.
0: much together.
1: It's, it's overpowering. It's the energy. It's the energy. It it's the energy.
0: I mean, for real, I don't even know if that saved, but hopefully Maria's <laughs> side <saved. laughs> You were saying the favorite song was Level Up. Oh, and I was saying that um, we were at this, uh, the Armed Forces Cycling Classic, and uh, the song that you asked the DJ to play was Level Up. And every time on, even in fast shakes, it's like level up, level up, level up, level up. Level up
1: but you know what's even, what's even better is my niece turned two. Mm-hmm. And when that song came on the radio, she started jamming. Like I don't know how she was dancing, but she was just tapping her little feet. That is her. So that's that's our shared jam, our, our shared song. I mean, you can't help but want to Yeah, up. level up, level up, love. So And
0: we do not own the rights to that song. We just like to dance to We that just song. like
1: to dance to it. That's it. That's it. But oh, uh, I just, love it. just a huge fan of that song. So
0: Okay, favorite post workout
1: food? Oh, a long workout, I turkey burger and sweet potato fries, mm, and so and a beer. But I'm but I'm not allowed that beer until after Rev three. So,
0: <laughs> well, it's going to be a good beer, and I hear there's a good um, non alcoholic company that will be there that I will not say their name but just-
1: yes I probably know the name of it but mm-hmm, yes yeah
0: mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. they haven't signed on to be a sponsor just yet but hopefully, okay, they will. <laughs> okay. um yeah favorite place to bike
1: Ooh, Montana mm. it was so so beautiful and you could ride on upwards of 70 miles and do one turn and every, every turn it was like a postcard where you have the, the man fly fishing in the, in the water, you got the mountains, you got the, the background with the hills and yeah, it was That's, distracting. Riding like out like
0: fast there. chicks needs to go to Montana to do oh, yes. a two day ride. Yes. Okay. Now in transition, are you the minimalist? Have very little? Are you Goldilocks? Everything is just right, or are you the kitchen sink? Bring everything and sort it out.
1: Minimalist, because mm. I don't I don't like to have to think about it. Mm. So I, I I lay it out. You know, it's 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 in the order that it needs to be in, so I can just go boom 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 and keep it moving. I the transition is free time, so I, I just need to get in and get out because um, it. it you know it can make a difference, love it.
0: And this last one is probably a no brainer, but I'm gonna ask anyway lip gloss or
1: lipstick? Lip gloss, tell us, but why. it's gotta have color, it's gotta have shine. <laughs> hey, because it's gotta pop, you know, the lip gloss has to be popping. Um. It just, it just makes me feel good. I love it in the pictures. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Usually when you go by the cameraman, they're like, why she got all that makeup on? Nope. Just lip gloss. That's it.
0: I love it. And that's a part of your symbol. And that's a part of the fast chicks. And that's her IG name with lip With lip gloss. So you know how to find my sister Yvonne Spencer on Instagram. Uh, with at with lip gloss, but tell us how we can get in contact with you with your other organizations.
1: Yes, so it's um, the website for Fast Chicks is www.fastchicks, all one word, lowercase.org. Um, also via email, which is uh, Fast Chicks LTD at gmail.com. We are a 501c3, so a nonprofit organization. Uh, so, so y'all that, give yeah. some
0: coin, give some coin to
1: them? We 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 give we give um we give uh clinics, training, education, um, those types of things. Uh maybe stipend depending on what is needed for the particular athlete. So we're starting to build that. It's brand new and uh my my goal is to work with um Uh, USAT, Ironman Foundation, to to get some of those grants so that I can give back to my triathlon community and inspire more women to make this a part of their lives. Well, you guys have heard it here.
0: (laughs) I have had the pleasure and the honor of having you share with us about Fast Chicks. Uh, If people wanted to give just a general donation to help aid, in being able to provide uh, the resources that you need so that you can give back, uh, will they are they able to just have a do you have a donate button on your web page?
1: Not at this point. The um, nonprofit is we just got it this week, <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so so we're we're making moves. But you you can reach out to me on the the, uh, the email or 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 Instagram or wherever, and we will we will find a way to receive your donations and make sure you have the proper paperwork uh, to to give back, so. Absolutely, and by the time this
0: podcast comes out, I think it will be a good opportunity for you guys to give and reach out to her. So definitely we wanna continue to break down barriers and allow uh, women and uh, those who just are underserved the opportunities to be able to try. And they get to do so with Try Beginners Luck Places like Try Beginner's Luck and Fast Chicks. You guys have heard it here. We're excited to have uh, Yvonne Spencer with us. Go out, check out her page, donate to her organization, support her organization and or join the organization. And remember, no matter what, go out there and try. Because every time you try Beginner's Luck, you always win. Thank you so much. And until next episode, this is Mashonda, and I'm out. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in and listening to this episode. We need your help so we can continue to try at TBL. So for more information on where you can find and subscribe to this podcast, visit www.trybeginnersluck.com. And don't forget, whenever you try beginner's luck, you
1: always win.